You've been looking for a lot of ways to move your products and services, to get your voice out, or more importantly, hopefully, to become the spokesperson of your company. Let me tell you now, 20 years later of building businesses, making millions of dollars, hiring tons of people, and building a global brand like Do The Damn Thing, um, and now, you know, running multiple companies, I'm going to tell you this, that the number one most overlooked way for a CEO to penetrate the market that their company is after is in their way to be in the ears that heads to the heart of the person that they want to get to take action, to buy a product, to sign up, to register, to donate, to become members, clients, to travel, whatever it might be. True market acquisition and, um, and, and true visibility is in you being the spokesperson for your company in the fastest, cleanest, easiest way, but also the most profitable that has the longest run rate and that puts you at the same level of every other competitor that you could ever want to talk about and or the company that's above you. Like, think about it for a moment. Think about what would happen if you had your content, your voice, your story, and the most important, why you right next to any big Fortune 500 or Fortune 100 company that you're after. Don't sleep on podcasting. Hey you, welcome to Build the Damn Thing, a place where myself, Tiffany Largie, and our amazing Do the Damn Thing coaches show you how to use your story to build it all. Whether it's your first six figures, your next layer of multiple six figures, or maybe you're on your way to a million. And if it's not that, it's the life of your dreams, where you are free, you are strong, and you are whole. First, we're going to show you how to use your story to build a strong foundation. And then next, we're going to show you how to use your story in sales and marketing to clean up the cracks. And last but not least, we're going to show you how to use your story to gather people. Because the truth of the matter is that there's nothing stronger than being connected to people who just understand you as you are, where you are, so you can stop explaining yourself. I want to remind you that now that you're here, you are home, and I officially welcome you to our family. All right, let's get started. So this is really an important topic for me. And this is an important topic for me to you for so many reasons, because I feel like podcasting is one of the things that I slept on early in my career, and I wish to sweet Jesus that I had not. Um, First and foremost, 20 years ago, podcasting wasn't even a thing. It was all about getting on radio, getting on TV, et cetera. Having built a seven-year, a seven-year, a seven-figure business um, in a state the hard way or the, the, the tactical way, I look back now over these last eight years of building one of the companies that I own, one of my favorite companies is Do The Damn Thing. Not that I don't love the rest of my brands or companies, but Do The Damn Thing is definitely my heartbeat because it was a journey of me understanding marketing at another level. I had to understand reach as a CEO and how to duplicate my reach outside of myself into brand ambassadors, people, fans, customers, and raving clients, and then also how to penetrate a market around the globe, uh, right from wherever city I was in or wherever our office or studios were. 
right now was sitting, uh, was walking through our Do the Damn Thing studios right here in Phoenix, Arizona. And I was like, you know what? I think I want to have a quick conversation. That's why I'm sitting back here in our engineer seat and producing this particular episode on my own. Now, um, because I was walking through, thinking about the year ahead and saying to myself, if I could just get more CEOs to adopt prod- podcasting as the silent arsenal inside of their tool bag, boy, it would change their year. I started uh, podcasting many years ago, and I say many, like back in 2019, but we really dabbled with it. At that time, I was speaking on stages around the world. We ourselves as a company produce about 12 events every single year um, from small to large. They're all high ticket. Uh, Not all, but, you know, they range in price, but they're people who are flying in to come and listen uh, to us and allow me to teach them in some fashion, whether they're building a big business uh, or they need to get from five to 20 million, or they're like, I'm only doing a hundred thousand. I need to get to my first million. Now, if it's not that they're traveling in to learn how to tell their story specifically independent of business and which we call a do the damn thing life. Now, what's true to me is that At first, when I started podcasting, I really had these ideas. And I don't know if this is you, but I had these ideas that podcasting was like, "Eh, it'd be good because so that we could check box and say we had it just like people do for Twitter or Instagram or Pinterest. But I didn't really understand the reach or the capacity of it or what it would do for us content producing wise. And I look back and I'm like, man, in that first year, I dabbled with it, but I did it at a very low scale because I wanted to see Do people listen to this stuff? And who's listening? Because I had never listened to a podcast, so I just thought it was for the others. Lo and behold, I find out after producing the first 15 episodes, and we amateur duct tape produce this thing um, in-house with our team. We use an outside editor. You know, we kind of piece it together, but it became very cumbersome. And I was like, this is a lot of work for a little bit of return. But But then when I stopped doing it, And I say, stop, let me tell you what happened in our world. I let go of a team member, the pandemic happened. And then in 2020, and and then I, that I go into a year of being sick. Now, when I took, when I look back at, um, cause that's what happens sometimes as a CEO, you have all these ideas, all these initiatives, things, the world's going to be, you know, we're climbing Mount Everest in the next six months. And all of a sudden we get handed five life cards and we're like, holy flip, what what am I going to do with this? So I, when I uh, came back to the saddle, if you will, and I started looking at our companies and brands, and I'm like, we are behind in marketing for sure. And I started thinking to myself, what's going to have the biggest, greatest return in the shortest amount of time that we can leverage online in the, in the, most, in the fastest way? Let me tell you why podcast is a must. I'm going to get through some statistics that you just got to know about, but let me just kind of give you food for thought. For video production, so we have a studio and we have a team. And for video production, it takes a lot of time, money, effort, and energy. And um, to produce every two to four minutes worth of great video content. And I'm not saying it's not worth it, but stay with me for a moment. That's a, it's a lot of work. And I started thinking to myself, well, if we produce a really great piece, a brand new piece of video content that was outside of our generic you know, things that we do all the time that had creative behind it and strategy as an ad or marketing in order for us to maintain our image, to be at the playing level of our competitors. I was like, well, flip, that's going, that's just more than what we have, more of everything. So then I started thinking to myself, okay, let me look at some data. And I went back to our podcast that I had not abandoned, but we hadn't recorded a new episode in a really long time. We hadn't recorded an episode. So we had two gaps because it wasn't, it wasn't a priority for me. Um, we had a gap for about five, no, maybe eight months 
Um, when I just, I fired the employee, the, uh, not fired, that's not fair. She went on to go pursue her dream and she's awesome. So I didn't, this particular employee did not fire, I was thinking of someone else. But um, we had this gap and then the pandemic came and I was like, you know what? This is a good time for me to pause on the podcast. Um, she went to go pursue her dream and we were so happy and excited for her. So it was a good parting and she set us up right. And we had partners and uh, editors who were helping us because she was managing that for us. Um, and... The truth of the matter, though, is that I found myself, I was like, that process is cumbersome. Um, and I don't think we can support it right now because we got to focus on these other things. The pandemic is here. So we focus on these other things. We had another gap when I got sick in 2021. I got ridiculously sick. I had a long, I had a surgery. I lost my ability to walk. So as a CEO, you know, I'm like way behind the eight ball because it was the year that we we're making all these decisions. And I made big investments like 10 days before I have surgery, emergency surgery. And that's what happens, right? And sometimes we feel alone in those places because we're like, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Now, I started looking at data and I was pleasantly surprised to see the thousands of people who had downloaded our content in a very short period of time, even though for me, the podcast was something like it was a side piece. The second that I put the podcast in front and I said, I know this is going to sound crazy, but for the next 30 to 60 days, I want to see what happens if we put our heart into our studio. Now, we have a studio in downtown Phoenix, but our studio tr- traditionally was used to, um, we, were, we were producing a lot of video content. So then we built a podcasting space for ourselves. It's amazing. I'm sitting in it. I'm sitting in w- w- the engineer seat and it's amazing. It's state of the art. I love it. And um, I had a lot of respect for it. So I said, you know what, let's double down for 36 days and see what happens. Boy, oh boy, was I shocked. Now, the amount of data, sure, but the amount of countries we were able to penetrate, people who are listening to our context and opt-ins that we're having, having, that was my first, oh, I think we're on to something. Then what we decided to do is take it one step further. And we're like, okay, great. Because it, it only makes sense. If I only have 20 minutes worth of time, it makes sense for me to sit down, record audio, and then put a camera on with it, just like I'm doing now. So that way we have two pieces of content that go into two different areas. With this video content, we can do something stupidly amazing. We could cut this entire um, 60 minutes or 40 minutes or 15 minutes, however long this podcast turns out to be, and we can cut it into 60-second reels. And so now I have a month's worth of content because me as a CEO, I decided to sit down for this company and record for 20 minutes. Now, the tough part for me, which is why I had to build a studio, is because I didn't have the mental capacity and all the big things and big swings I've got to take as a CEO um, to be at home or, you know, be in my office and turn on the camera and all this other stuff. So I said, you know what, let me set up the environment so that way I can rinse and repeat it. I took it a step further. And in 2021, we allowed a handful of our private clients who are running million dollar businesses to use our studio. And that's when the podcasting part of our, um, of our do the damn thing production world was born. We've now produced uh, so many podcast episodes, really great content and deliciously sounding. So now our person who talks about money is at the same level as Dave Ramsey. Here's the thing. You are at the same playing level as the biggest competitor. So now you get to catapult. You don't have to have a great website. You don't have to have 20,000 people on your team. You don't have to be running multiple centers and have an infinite budget. You just need to give the market the education and information as to why you guys are the best to solve the problem that you solve and why people should pay you the dollars that they pay you simply by showing up at the same level as the market. There is no other platform today that the CEO can position their company to show up marketing, positioning-wise, 
branding-wise at the same level as their largest competitor. And if you're like, Tiffany, but we're just a little such-and-such company out of Denver, Colorado, there is no reason why you are not seeing yourself as the same level or playing field as a company like Apple. There is no reason. You are just as smart. You are just as capable. I have amazing team members. I have amazing brilliant minds on my team. There is no reason why we do not go after or position ourselves to, to, to say, well, either you give them the contract or us, right? Like, I really want to put this into perspective because at the end of the day, the customer is just looking to win. They're not looking to be partnered with the biggest company for the sake of being with the biggest company. Let me give you a couple of statistics from a site that I use all the time that I love. And I say you lose all the time. I enjoy it because they produce really great, just factual information from time to time. I thought this was very interesting. Um, Why you should be thinking about podcasting. So number one, there are currently 464 million podcast users or listeners globally. 464 million people are listening to podcasts globally. Take a moment. You don't need video. You just need audio. Um, January, so... As of, as of January, as of today, because this was just released in last week, there are now over 5 million podcasts. Now think about that. There are 464 million podcast listeners, but there's only 5 million podcasts. Look at those ratios. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? 464 million users and there's only 5 million podcasts. That means there's enough for you to build an active user, an active marketing, like an active audience of 50,000 people in a really short period of time. Like you can do some serious damage here for your company silently under the radar. Now, let me keep going because this is what blew my mind. And why I was like, oh, we're going to put all the eggs in this basket. Um, in a, yes, we do do other things. Yes, I will still be, I will go back to speaking on in, in the year of 2023. Yes, we have paid ads. Yes, we do things. But I'm going to tell you, Like, if you allow me to, and if you're listening to this and you're like, Tiffany, I want to get in on it. Um, I don't know if we'll still have space, but we definitely have space now for a handful of private clients who uh, want to build out. We are a boutique provider. So we are not a a kind of company that you can walk in off the street and record an episode or two. We are a boutique provider. And our company, our clients are having us to come up with the strategy, the positioning, and all they have to do is show up four or five times for the year and talk. Let us record them. We have an entire amazing process. And I'll walk you through what you can do in the next 24, 48 hours so that your team can, can start to think about how to do this on its own. Or you, you, you as a CEO. Because I'll tell you, I have a friend of mine who has a podcast and he's probably on episode two or 300. But he, I mean, he, he's running a hundred people company. He does a lot of the assets or pieces of it himself. So I know that there's some great in between. I know for me, I needed other people to take it on. So let me make sure I get through the, okay, let me get through the rest of these. So the United States has the most podcast listeners in the world. They predict that there will be over a hundred million active podcast listeners just in the U.S. in 2023. Uh, Scandinavian countries have the highest podcast penetration rate. One third of the American population listens to podcasts on a regular basis. One third of the population. So if we were to eliminate children, and if we were to eliminate whatever that number is for children, and if we were to eliminate, let's say you're not selling to people over the age of 65, right? If you eliminate those two categories, you're talking about like 70% of the buying market that you can sell your products and services to. What? They're listening to podcasts on a regular basis. 
family, amigo. Don't sleep on that. Um, uh, there's a couple of others that I thought were really interesting. Um, and then it said in Australia, which I thought was really fascinating, we have a good Australian uh, listenership, but our those people in Australia also are on our list and they come to our virtual event. That's a different conversation. Um, they're aware of podcasts. Podcast listening is highest in the morning and is most, and most of the podcasts are listened to on a mobile phone. Okay. Uh, I am notorious for putting on audio only when I'm in the car. Very rare that I'm going to listen to music anymore because I got too many fish to fry and I need people to feed me hows and ideas and strategies as I build multiple brands for my for uh, that I own, companies that I own, but then also that as I strategize and build companies, hands, boots on the ground for my customers and clients or private clients, I should say. And then I provide strategy for companies like Do the Damn Thing and for that audience. Um, uh What's interesting about podcasting, and one of the things that I went, oh, hmm. In 2023, as we walk into this year right now, the industry of podcasting is valued at $2 billion, okay? So I want you to understand, we've now gotten into the B. It's in the billion-dollar space. They, uh, their idea is that by the end of 2023 or in the middle of 2024, that that number is going to double and podcasting is going to be a $4 billion industry. This is one of those few industries that you can get into, become a part of, grab your market share and not sleep on. I mean, I'm not selling it for the revenue opportunity, but just the money to be made however you decide to insert it. Um, now, as you think about what a podcast is, and I'm going to wrap this in really quickly, it's your ability to have a curated way to, number one, showcase your expertise. So every CEO for me has the responsibility to be the spokesperson of their company. If you are not your company spokesperson, I don't care what industry you're talking about, you are leaving millions of dollars on the table. I am the spokesperson for the brand of Do the Damn Thing. I'm also the spokesperson for a couple of other companies. Putting yourself as the spokesperson, it's no different than what Steve Jobs did. It's no different than what Disney did. It's no different than Ray Kroc did. And I know I all position these three white guys, but they are three white men that I really, really respect what they did aggressively, unapologetically, and consistency, consistently as the visionary for this thing that they knew that they could build. Now, one in Disney, we could call it and say that was fantasy land, right? And so therefore, he imagined something. But if we went into the next category, Apple, be clear that Apple turned themselves from a fantasy world into a business application. We as a company own maybe, I can't tell you, we own thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of Apple products here. Right here in this frame, you could see three of them. I have three of them. That means me as a consumer, as a CEO, right here on the table where I'm in, the result of him being the spokesperson is what gave me the interest in this idea that he had that I needed to think differently about how I approach diff business. In the last category, we have fast food for crying out Jehoshaphat's. And one of the greatest gifts that Ray Kroc gave to the world, and I think I'm going to do an entire episode on Ray Kroc, um, but this is important for me because I know for a fact that if you're willing to entertain what podcasting could be for your world and what podcasting could be for your business, that you would absolutely change the narrative. Because Ray Kroc, though he wasn't going to open all of these McDonald's stores across the world, 
he made a decision to maintain the company's image and brand and be the spokesperson and the visibility frame for that brand and company. Now, he did not have podcasting back then, but I promise you, as he talks through his story about doing lots of interviews, that if he had gotten the chance to podcast, he would be running his mouth all the time about this, um, how he saw business. People don't sleep on this. CEOs, influencers, experts, whoever you are, I don't care how big of a brand that you're building, you want to take this thing to the next level. Podcasting is easy because you record four times five times, maybe six times for the year, and you're done with all of your weekly marketing every single week for an entire year. As I've sat in strategy sessions with maybe three or four of our private clients who are getting ready to fly into Phoenix uh, in the next couple of weeks, um, and I'm just walking through their days, you know, they've all, they're on their second or third or fourth flight, right? So they already have podcasts that are up. They already have, they're already getting downloads. And they're like, wow, this is easier than anything I've ever done before. Am I saying that you let go of the events? No, don't let go of the events. Don't let go of being interviewed. Don't let go of writing a book. Don't let go of radio or billboards or whatever it is at your company, direct mail, if that's what you're using, because we use other methods. But I'm going to tell you what. Two things. One, I believe wholeheartedly that you should start a podcast like yesterday. The second thing is I'm going to say is you should not do it alone. Um. For what it costs to have a company like us, like a boutique company, to, to build, to do all the strategy for you, like I as the CEO have to do it myself so that way I run an active P&L. We're not just a podcast provider. We do live events. We, have, we do so many things. We have an agency where we're fulfilling in a different way that I don't have the luxury of doing or implementing something that doesn't work. So because we have this active, present way of doing for ourselves in this boutique experience, we're going to provide all the knowledge, the strategy. We even tell our customers, we even tell our clients, because they're clients, they hang out with us for a period of time. We even tell our clients what to wear. We have a director that's sitting in front of them to make sure that they're not just saying nonsense. We have a director to make sure that they look great. We have an entire room for them so that way they can plan, get their mind together, get their emotions together, and really do this thing right. But they record one, maybe two days out of a quarter, and we're off. We're all off to the races. And then they can go back to doing all the CEO stuff, and we do all the things on the back end. So we're not handing them a file. We do all the rest of it. So all they get to see is the fruits of their labor. And for pennies on the dollar, um, they have a clear, consistent way to clear, consistent way that's not throwing something into the air. You hit the number one factor that I'm looking for for all brands. Whenever I build a brand or a company, I'm looking for that brand or company to be stumble uponable. Stumble uponable. Stumble uponable. It's the most important piece. And I know for a fact that it will be an absolute game changer if you will allow it to be. All right. So I can't wait to hear about your thoughts around podcasts, podcasting, if you're going to start one, what your thoughts are around it. Um, but I'll tell you what, whether you started on your own and there's tons of blogs that'll show you how to do it, or I'm going to tell you the way easier route, way easier route is to have a company like ours do it for you. We probably, um, we probably do it better than anyone else because we're doing it actively for ourselves. But in our brick and mortar studio, we're going to handhold you through every step of the process and make it great. And it'll be the greatest, smartest investment you've made this year, regardless of how you do it. So 
I hope that you've entertained and loved the idea of, of the thoughts around starting a podcast or uh, using it as a distribution channel. I'll tell you, I am so grateful that I'm getting in on the podcast or I've gotten in before the game started because I can't imagine where our companies, this conversation around, yes, you've got to tell your story and the brand that I am in love with, do the damn thing right next to Tiffany Largi. I don't know where we would be without it, with the little bit that we've done. I'm stupidly excited to see where we're going to finish this year and to revisit this particular episode. So I uh, adore you. I love you. This has been delicious. I can't wait to watch you win. Go build something. Build something that will last. I hope it's a podcast. I hope that episode was amazing for you and you are closer to building the damn thing. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts were, what part you loved, and the action that you're going to go take because the truth of the matter is that the person who wins is not the person who gets there first. It's the person who takes action first. Now, I've got a gift for you, and it is at www.strapedhustle.com. It is imperative that you run there and you see all types of goodies, starting with the seven must-haves you got to put when telling your story. There is so much deliciousness awaiting for you. I would love nothing more than for you to go ahead and give us a thumbs up and a five-star review on not just this episode, but this entire series of how do you build the damn thing. Like always, if there's anything that we can do to make your weekday or month better, please let us know. And more importantly, I can't wait to see you live whether it's at Do The Damn Thing Live or in one of our communities, or maybe you're just hanging out with us on social media. What I know to be true is that I am meant to connect with you somewhere, and I can't wait for that day to happen. And more importantly, I can't wait to see what you build. Mm -hmm.